Hello, and welcome to Brazen Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. My name is Bray Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing the hit Disney Toons film, Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. Uh, Ren, how's it going? This, this movie went in one ear and came out my ass. <laughs> this is a horrible movie. I think this is the worst one we've watched so far. You didn't. You didn't like Cinderella. Two dreams come true. My dreams didn't come true. Did yours? Was this what you wanted out of a Cinderella sequel? I didn't want. I no. Every every young boy's dream of Cinderella two. No, I actually had this on DVD. Really? I did. This was like a supermarket. Hey, did buy. you get it as like a punishment? No, it was like we were checking out at the supermarket and they had copies on DVD for like probably like 30 bucks or something. <laughs> and I said, Mom, I, I need this. Imagine. Yeah. $30 for this film. <laughs> That's highway robbery. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, huh? God, I don't know what happens to Cinderella. Mind you, I don't think I've ever seen the first one, but I was dying to know. What happened to her in the sequel? Yeah, uh, I have a, I have a fun bit of trivia about. Yeah, that. give me some trivia. <laughs> so, uh, Cinderella does not speak to her stepmother, fairy godmother, or Drizella throughout the movie. This movie? Yeah, this movie. Okay. The fairy godmother like... check, because it's the mice that talk to the fairy godmother, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she talks to her in the real movie. The fairy godmother? I don't think so. I haven't seen you, it, but I can't you, imagine. The fairy godmother just like talks at her. Yeah. Cinderella's kind of like staring off in the distance, pretending she can't hear her. No, I I think more like it's a speech. It's a what? It's a speech. Like the fairy godmother oh, the fairy is like, godmother just gives, like, one like really she's making speech. a speech to an audience, except the audience is just Cinderella. Yeah, it's like when street performers have no one watching them. They gotta keep the act going. They gotta keep it going. So I imagine that's what she is here. So her and then the uh, uh, Vicinda, whatever. Drizella? Yeah, who is that? Is that the sister? Drizella is the bad sister. Anastasia is the good sister. Yeah, and then their mom is like Lady Volatile or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool, Ren. Yeah, really cool movie. Mm-hmm. Did you like the structure of it? Did I like the structure? Uh, mm-hmm. at least funny. Beauty and the Beast had, like, three segments. Yeah. But somehow just having two, I think. I don't know. I don't know if having two is better or worse now that I'm thinking Ren, about it. Ren, this movie had three segments. Three segments? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What, what are the th- what's the third segment? There was the whole business with her sister. Yeah, the one with her and the baker. Yeah, the rat becoming the boy. Yep. And then what else was there? The the first part, the um. Oh, the, all right. Yeah. Cinderella's first day at the castle, and she throws the ball, and the king wears the pot on his head. I completely forgot about that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so how did you watch this movie? Uh, I started it during my lunch break. Yep. 
And then I paused it until Nicole came home, and then we finished it. Got you. Got you. I threw on the audio in my car on my drive home. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then got home, and then had to do a few tasks around the house. So I was pausing and, and I was playing and pausing it uh, the whole time. And then it came, I looked at the clock and it was seven. And I was like, shoot, I haven't finished it. So it was at that point that I looked up the Wikipedia description and then I played it, but I skipped. What I did was I just, uh, I didn't let it play really. I just kept pressing it. So it jumped 10 seconds in the future and I had the captions on so I could see what the caption said like 10 seconds later and then the next 10 seconds and the next 10 seconds. So I went through the whole movie like that. <laughs> oh. Great. <laughs> These movies oh. are getting harder and harder to get through. I don't know how you have the patience to not do something else while you have it on. I mean, like, I have my laptop up, up you know, yeah. I'm, I'm responding to work and stuff. Okay, yeah, I just feel, yeah, I feel like my life See, I'm is... far past the point of just, like, sitting down and watching Okay, these. good. <laughs> Makes me feel like, a little I'm bit not better. Even, I'm not even taking notes anymore. Yeah, no. No. Um... I'll remember what I need to remember. Good. Good. So, Renan, uh, what right. do you remember from this movie? Uh, I remember that Cinderella had a bad first day at the castle. Her husband left her immediately when they got back from their honeymoon. Then she got, like, two slaves assigned to her. Yep. Yeah, the two ladies... In waiting or whatever. Did you like them? No, they had no personality. Did you like our rat friends? Uh, so I don't really love the idea, like the whole rats around the castle gig. Yeah, why not? What's your problem with that? Well, I just feel like someone would would shut that down. Someone would be like, the mice can't follow you into the castle, Cinderella. But she's the princess. Yeah, as we saw in the first part, though, it doesn't really matter what anyone else (laughs) says. She's going to do what she wants, and she's going to get praised for it. The princess has to plan the party. Yeah. Princess cannot cook. No. Princess cannot open up the blinds to this window. It's very restricting. Yeah. Um... She, even Cinderella, no real discernible personality. And that's like, I think that's one of my main issues with the whole Cinderella concept. Cinderella is barely a character in this. Yeah. Yeah. I I, feel like the rat was the main character. Uh, Huey, Louie, and Dewey? Yeah. Is it, it's Gus, Uh, Gus? Jock, Jock, and and Buzz, Buzz. Well, so you would think it would be Jock. However, they pronounce his name Jack a few times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Jacques, but you know I, I hate this rat man thing. You don't like when he becomes Sir Hugh? I think that when he mm-hmm. slid into the mouse hole as a man, he should have just snapped his neck. Oh yeah? Happened. <laughs> Would you stick your well I've never so here's the thing. Cartoons yeah. romanticize mouse holes. Uh-huh. So, I, like, 
between this, Tom and Jerry, um, Cat Dog, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on on the other side of a mouse hole. Uh-huh. But in real life, you see a mouse hole. You put in, you putting your hand in there? I'm uh, putting traps in there immediately. Yeah. Does Link... They should invent mm-hmm. a flamethrower mm-hmm. that uh, only affects mice. mice. You can, like, burn it in the mouse hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not humane. But my... Yeah, you gotta get rid of the mice, right? Yeah, but you don't need to do it like that. You can put them in a trap and then put them outside. Alright, what about a... Teleporter smoke? Teleporter smoke. What? Yeah, sure. That sounds humane. Well, where are they being teleported to? Like, outside. Okay. That you're gonna, maybe, say, maybe that like you're gonna say, like, a furnace or something. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. We, can, we can send them to, like, a base. Okay. Like a mouse base. Yep. And then from there, mm-hmm. you can decide what happens with them. You're gonna make Mouse Island? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's up to you. I'm making you the judge of this the, is, the, judge this of the is mice. Where all of the mice go. If you put all of the mice in the world on Mouse Island, chaos? Do you think they would make it back? Well, I don't know. Like, so let's say it's like Fiji, right? Like, Fiji becomes Mouse Island. And all of the mice, you want to say mice or rodents? Oh, want to get rid of all rodents? Yeah. Let's do rodents, make it interesting. Okay. All rodents, so all capybaras, all chinchillas, all rats, all mice, all gerbils, all guinea pigs. Put on this <laughs> island. <laughs> uh, the questions we're wanting to answer here, Ren. Are, so your question, are they making it back in, in that sense? Are we ever getting a rodent on the mainland again? Yeah. Um, I think no. All right. You're, you're, you're optimistic about What's this. What's this... <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what's the scenario? How is a mouse getting from Fiji back to the mainland without I any think... any uh, what's it called? Like uh, intervention by man? I think mm-hmm. like three, four decades. Eventually, one of like mm-hmm. the rodent combos. Yeah. Will produce a super rodent. Mm-hmm. That will just keep eating other smaller rodents. Yeah, become massive. Yeah, and then just be able to swim back. Mm. So here's th- here's what I love <laughs> about this. So you said three or in three or four decades. Yeah. So like thirty to forty years, rodents will yeah. uh, completely rapidly evolve into what will be a brand new species of mega rodent. In this scenario, that all rodents are put on. Fiji at Rat Island. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I'm wondering about that. Um, is there, so I guess you kind of answered my second question of like, is there a dominant rat? Or like, <laughs> do they, is there an election system? Is there civilization? Or is it just rat chaos? I think mm-hmm. it's a mix of uh, survival of the fittest yeah. and like tribal warfare. Okay. Yeah. Like rodents are pairing off in groups mm-hmm. in like classes mm-hmm. and in tiers. Yes. Um and they're all fighting for dominance. Yep. That's exciting. That sounds like my favorite reality show Survivor. 
Yeah, you'd love it on a Rhode Island. Yeah. The the first season of Survivor uh, ended with one of probably what is the most iconic Survivor moment in like pop culture of uh, a, a woman giving a speech about how, you know, uh, in the jungle there are sna- snakes and there are rats. And now it is finally time for a snake to eat a rat. So, um, she eating a rat? I mean, she she wasn't she wasn't up for the million. She was talking about oh. the two people that were left. One of you is the rat, the other is the snake. So, she's great, Sue Hawk. Look her up. Um, okay, Ren. So you didn't like that? Uh, he, he became Sir Hugh. You didn't like the mouse becoming a man and then being turned into a mouse. Again. No, I didn't like that. I thought that mm-hmm. it was the like annoying Disney Toon side character thing. Yeah. Taken to an even more extreme level. Yeah. Like well, why? Why focus on him in this Cinderella movie? It's their voice. Their voice is what's horrible. What makes it's it really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it was impossible to listen to. And so we, you have multiple examples in pop culture of like animal becoming a human or human becoming an animal, whatever. In this, I thought it was weird that this kind of wrote its own rules in that when the mouse becomes a human, the cat is still uh like the human is still afraid of the cat and the cat's still very interested in the human the cat still knows it's a rodent yeah but then the crux of all of this is when the man after being scared off of a ferris wheel renan <laughs> uh falls onto an... our for the movie yes falls into an ele- uh, falls on top of an elephant which is holding the king and the elephant does not abide by these rules. The elephant should look at this man and see a mouse, but instead only sees a man. And then the man has to turn into a mouse for the elephant to see the mouse. It's very confusing. Right? Doesn't make sense. It yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna like write the laws of how something works in your world, like live by it. Don't make them up as you go. Someone at Disney has to answer for this. Should we write a letter? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Um, let's start. Start yeah, typing. I'm I'm working on it. Well, we gotta know who who should we send this to? Like, uh, who's the current CEO of Disney? Well, Michael, uh, the Michael Chapek or Chipek, as the haters call him. All right. Let's Disney start. email address. Is that okay? Contact us, yeah, Disney.com. To send email to Disney.com, please have your email address in the from. This is a technical question regarding the website. <laughs> Should I check that box or no? That's probably the, the quickest way we'll get a response. Okay. Um, Disney Cruise Line contact, movie theaters, press inquiries. For press or media inquiries only, please email us here. Creative ideas and submissions. It is our policy not to accept any unsolicited creative ideas or submissions. Did you know that? I think I did know that. Yeah, they're like, if you send them like, hey, I made this like 
picture of Lilo and Stitch, except Stitch is dressed up as Simba, they will send it back to you. Because they don't want any legal tracing of that. Because they don't want anyone to claim that they came up with it first. Interesting, right? That is interesting. What about the shareholders? What about the shareholders? We can email the shareholders. Let's email the shareholders. Disney shareholder at computershare.com. I think that would be fun of them to read at the next shareholders meeting. Okay. Um... We can make this a weekly column. We'll call it Dear Disney. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, and also they have a program rules. Program scope. Out of scope. Unacceptable submissions. Testing. Sorry, I'm also... Now I'm stuck in... Uh, Disney has one of those things where it's like if you are able to hack into their site and you let them know, you get some money. Oh, so you're trying to hack in? No. No, I just I think it's really interesting that companies do that. It is. All right. Um All right, so uh Disney shareholders. Okay. All right. What are we saying? Uh dear Disney shareholders. Yeah. You have to go back and punish whoever wrote Cinderella to a dream in time. Okay, I so nope. I wanna I wanna focus Ren on the the logic of it all. Okay, so you wanna start? You wanna you wanna go from there? Yes. So right, so where, where do you wanna start then? So like, dear Mister Disney, uh, Renan and I have been watching your movies. When you say I, put parentheses Bryce. Okay, should I say Renan, parentheses Renan, and I, parentheses Brace? Yeah, do that. Okay. It'll be easier. Yeah. Um, have been watching your movies lately, and we are not sure. All right, now next line. Yeah. We can start it in Cinderella 2. Cinderella 2. Dream come true. Dream come true. When Jack-Jack becomes a man. Yeah. The cat still knows him. Still knows him. But when Jack-Jack... And put the button all uppercase. Yeah, I did that. Okay, perfect. Uh, becomes a... Is man, the elephant, sees a man. Help us with this logic you made time travel work in the marvel universe make this make sense signed renan parentheses renan and i parentheses brace okay perfect all right send that out done do you think we'll get a reply no no I don't think that's really it's I don't think it's in their nature. I think it's in the shareholders best interest to reply. Okay. Brace and Ren tank the stocks. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Wall Street. <laughs> what's that? What's the bell? Does anyone get to ring the bell? The bell at Wall Street? Yeah. 
We'll ring it. Okay. We'll and we'll announce that every stock is going down. Okay. <laughs> All stocks are down. Plummeting. Yeah. All time low. <laughs> um stocks feel like they make sense, but also they don't to me. It's all a game. It's all a game to these people, Bryce. Yeah, I know. We gotta. We if we should get Leo to help us out. You want to play the stocks? Let's play the stocks. Let's take like Let's ten. Invest. Bucks. Let's invest big money. Take ten bucks. Invest it. Make twenty. Take twenty. Invest it. Make forty. Make forty. Invest it. Make eighty. We don't need a Patreon. We just need to play the stocks. We'll get White Lotus rich. Ren, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there what else uh do we want to say here do we like the last storyline with the sister yeah i it's somehow even worse i think yeah well so in the first movie anastasia was also mean yeah they're just mean sisters yeah like there's no there's none of this like she's secretly good the whole time yeah no it's a cop-out it's like Iago. Iago was a bad parrot in the first Aladdin, and then he was a good parrot. Like, now he's good. Yeah. And Aladdin loves him. <laughs> now Cinderella loves her sister who abused her. Yeah. It is rough. Um, do you think she does much to help them, Cinderella? I don't think she gives them anything. No. I don't think she's even allowed to touch the money, to be honest. Should Disney... Who, Cinderella? Yeah. Okay. That's the prince's business. So, <laughs> she just plans the party. She just plans the parties. Yeah. She's a house princess. It's fun. It takes a lot of work to plan parties, Ren. Right? Um, You don't want to work. You don't want to work. You don't need a job. Why would you want a job? Renan. You want a job? See what I'm doing? You don't see what I'm doing. No, I don't. No, Molly Shannon, The White Lotus, season one, episode five. Bryce, I've I'm I'm in season two now. Okay, I'm in you're, a whole other world. You're over it. You're <laughs> over Shane. I got you. You've moved on. Um, that's fine. That's fine. I'm in, I'm in Sicily. Yeah. Do you think Ren, um. Listen, I've I've been thinking about this podcast. Um you know, I know that we've been trying to make it good, but like I think you're you're not a morning person and I you know it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is, Ren. Um <laughs> Always pick the weirdest scenes to quote. <laughs> okay, fine. How about this one? Um, who do I look like, Ren? What do you think? Can you tell? Can you tell? Bryson and the loss. Oh, it's M- Monica. Uh, Monica v- Vizi. Oh, Peppa Pig. Yeah. Yeah, she's dead. She's dead, Monica. But I okay. love uh, the hostess's energy. Oh my god. Oh my god. So you're telling me... So your father sleeps with her. Your father and her sleep together. Is that what you're telling me? 
whole exchange with the two girls. Mm -hmm. Such yep. a funny back and forth. Yep. So you don't need an extra bed. The three of you are going to sleep in the same bed. All three of you will He's... sleep together. These are the kinds of conversations we should have been getting in Cinderella 2. <laughs> Is, like, was last night's episode not the funniest episode of the White Lotus yet? It was super funny. It was hilarious from every single scene. It knocked it out of the park. Um, what's his face saying that she's a wounded bird? Uh, oh, that, that whole dinner between them. Yeah, and it's like his little incel comment. Yeah, yeah. I'm a like nice guy. He's a nice guy. You know, his goal is to make sure that you know he always treats the women right. Ugh. I think he's gonna be the worst of them. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely setting it up to demonstrate how it is a pattern that cannot be broken. Also, like, in the show paints him so interestingly because it's... We're surrounded by despicable characters, and I think the show really wants us to look at him and Portia and be like, okay, they're kind of the most normal things that we have. Yeah. Um, But even both of them are very twisted. So... I just I feel like I feel like definitely after last episode with him, I yeah. I don't like this creep anymore. No. No. Uh the the kiss super awkward. Mm -hmm. He asked, "Can I kiss you?" Asked. Yeah. He's yep. polite. Mhm. Mm what a good dude. Yep. Then all right, I'll see you later. Have a nice night. But like it's just interesting because, like, it, she's isn't running away. And she really should be. Really should be I, booking it out of there. I think one of them is going to die. Yeah. I don't, so, like, I, I don't know who's going to die. I don't, like, after season one, I, I, I don't feel like the speculation uh, works. Specifically with who's going to so? die. I, I didn't get to speculate. No, like I with season one, I mean I didn't I watched it all in like I'm pretty sure I watched it all in one sitting, season one. But even then, like thinking from episode to episode, like oh who's gonna die? Who's gonna die? And then it turning out to be, uh, Armand. Uh, Armand. It was like oh my like, there like it could have been anyone. I feel like it's impossible to to predict because the show plays it so cute in that any like all these people say and do things that are that make you question their own sanity. Mm -hmm. Plus all the alluding to, you know, the husband losing his head or the conversation we just had about losing their balls and Daphne talking in the last episode about her love for um like serial killer shows and how most the uh, most common way for men to die on vacation is by their wives cutting their scuba uh, gear. So uh, there's just like there's the show plays into it really nicely that I mm -hmm. I don't like to like I mean you could speculate but I don't think there's a point to it I guess that's how I feel because it could I be anyone. Know. It could be anyone. I don't know if there's no no point to speculating. 
I think that, you know, it helps to see where the tension is coming from. And I think with this season, there's also the element of there being multiple bodies. There's well, also, exactly. you know, the thought of how is it, how is it going to be paced out, too. Because mm-hmm. we could realistically lose someone early in the season, too. Yes. yes. Just, you know, for me, is a fun point of tension. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, I don't want to lose any of these folks. Uh, no, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> watching, watching last night's episode, I was also thinking, like, it's way too early to lose someone. I don't want to yeah. lose someone right now. I'd be so sad. So I, I could, I don't know. I could see them also maybe, like, there'll be one main character, like, one of the main cast that's dead. And then the other bodies are maybe like for whatever reason like staff or maybe like the piano guy or like mm-hmm. you know the people that we that we know a little bit but don't know i don't know well, maybe it's uh both the girls and someone from the main cast maybe it's us the viewer could be mike white's gonna kill us we'll be the ones <laughs> that are dead um man that vespa that they got super small would yeah. you go on a Vespa ride through Sicily? <laughs> yeah, I would do that. And then after that, I'd go to, you know, uh, one of those romantic spots by the beach. That's where I'd go. Yeah. What'd you get to eat? Uh, you know, big clams with pasta. You're opening with big clams? That's what they, that's what she says, isn't it? Oh, she said pasta first. Oh, pasta with big clams? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. Same idea. You don't want to. You don't want to give the impression that the big clams are the main dish. No, no, it's the, obviously the pasta. Um, is Greg cheating on her? Is Greg cheating on her? That was my immediate thought, but on reflection, I feel like that might be too simple. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? But it, I mean, it would also be like thematically appropriate. Given it would. The too. Yeah, it's like it, it exactly. I think it could go either way. Where maybe like, he simple is isn't necessarily bad. No, maybe he is, and maybe he isn't. Either way, I trust the show will handle it uh, tactfully, and that there'll be some fun story that goes with it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I I haven't been super impressed by the notes that we've been left on in the past two episodes. Like neither one have felt like. Uh, I guess season one. Well, season one kind of left me with a lot more like tension-based things. The tension it hasn't risen quite yet for season two. It's getting there. Like we got season. yeah, we got more of the music in the because the music is to, to me really like pushes the pulse of it. So we got more wow. of that with this last episode at dinner time with the like the classic White Lotus theme. Uh, mm-hmm. getting pumped in a little bit more. And so things are becoming a little bit more manic, but we're not there yet. We're not Armand with, uh, like, all the bellboys. Armand eating the guy's ass? Yeah, we're not there yet. We're getting there. Slowly but surely, we will get there. I I think the three main catalysts are definitely going to be Harper having an affair with Cameron. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom spiraling even further with the two girls. Yeah. And then Albie turning on Portia. Yeah. Yeah, I think all those all those add up 
Um, Harper and Cameron. I, I think something's going to happen between them. I feel like the dynamic there but with the four of them is mm-hmm. like, so I think, uh, is it Evan? Is he? No, Ethan. Ethan. Okay. So Ethan, I, I agree with Harper's assess- assessment this past episode of Ethan is essentially trying to alpha dog Cameron. Yep. That, I hey, I got money now. I'm kind of big and powerful. Uh, I think that also explains a little bit about why he was so kind of open at the dinner conversation. So there's that. I think Cameron, Cameron is the one that keeps on bringing up Harper. Yeah. I think Cameron sees Harper as the, the one thing that he doesn't feel he has over Ethan. Mm hmm. So I think that is his angle that he is trying to work um, with Harper. And I don't know if Harper will give in or not. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I, I feel fairly confident given Ethan's behavior that she will. Yeah. Because I'm like, she walked in on him masturbating. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't want to have sex. Yeah. And then Daphne who they never fight Daphne yep. and Cameron never fight like is she possibly so if they go through with that does she find out and not care i don't know and like i think the scene that sticks out to me that makes me really confused about where things are going with those four was the dinner scene in which that we got with last night's episode where Cameron and Daphne were talking about Daphne's struggle with her last pregnancy, last birth. And it's like, they have such an actual genuine connection, but like take away all the layers of just like airheadedness between them. Like they have a genuine connection with each other. They do. So is that like would they actually both be willing either of them be willing to go outside of their vows of marriage with each other? I don't know. I think looking at it from a thematic angle, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Cameron does genuinely love Daphne. Yeah. But he still wants to cheat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could I could see yeah, it. It feels like that, that, that's something that the season is focusing on a lot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the extramarital element. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like, God bless Mike White for leaving this. It's completely open. I have no clue. And the writing has been phenomenal that like Harper both seems reviled and completely infatuated by Cameron. Yep. Um, Their scene in the water where Cameron was like, do you like me? And she was so careful to be like, I like, I like you both. Like you both are great people. Like schoolyard flirting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Um, 
or will it maybe it'll repair Harper and Ethan? Maybe or something. What about the biggest twist? I think. Yep. Ethan doesn't care. So if they do cheat, Ethan does not care. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't think that's the biggest twist. What do you think would be bigger? No, I think the bigger twist is for them to is for cheating to not happen. It simply Ethan and um Harper to like have their relationship over the course of these seven episodes or however many we have just get better. Um there's gotta be something that pushes that. Maybe it's I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that would be, I think, the biggest twist is if it doesn't go. I think at this point, even though it's setting up for it, I don't I think cheating is the mm-hmm. more obvious route here. Well, we did but, see uh, Mark and Nicole's relationship get better last season. We did. So it, it could happen. There was a, there was a catalyst to that, though. There was the. You yeah, know, that's true. So there would have to be something I like that. Have. Yeah. But. Who knows? Who knows, Ren? Um, what about is, is it is it Rocco? Is he the one that's always messing stuff up? Roscoe? Yeah. Rocco. 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 Poor dude. Valentina's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Really, Rocco? You never know what he's doing. <laughs> really? Really, dude? Um, yeah. She's like. Uh... <laughs> she's hilarious. Every scene she's mm-hmm. in. He's like the perfect successor to the Armand role. Yes. Yeah, where Armand was, you know. He, like he babied he, the guests. Exactly. He them very sweet, mm-hmm. very kind, like overbearing. And he was malicious. Yeah. But, you know, overall, like amicable. But she's just so blunt and forward mm-hmm. and a little rude. Yep. Yeah. And like whether she whether she knows she is or not, (laughs) man. Um, Very aggressive. Do you think they had Oreo pie at the breakfast buffet? I think, I think what they have on display is all that they have. You think so? So you think when Tanya requested for Oreo pie, there wasn't any out back that they were hiding? I'm well. She did. Upgrade all the way from Petal to Blossom. Yeah, she did. You know, maybe that's the one you get an Oreo pie for. Yeah, it could be. If you put in the effort. Even as Blossom, though, they don't give you the glass glass tray covers. You still have the plastic ones, which, like, thank God, because it would have been a disaster otherwise. Tanya is a (laughs) nightmare. (laughs) And I loved... What I loved about that was, like, you've seen... You've seen people like her in real life where like you yeah. just are in a situation and we get it through the lens of Harper this time of just like you're witnessing this person who is an absolute disaster in all aspects of everything. And you're just watching them experience just one tiny sliver of a moment of their life. In this case, her at breakfast. So it was good. Um, do you have a uh, season one, though? Any, yeah, let's back any, up. any overall thoughts on season one? You had a good the time? Scene, yes, the scene where Kai enters their room, mm-hmm. steal the bracelets. Mm-hmm. Were you screaming? And then Nicole comes back. Yeah. And then Mark comes back. Yeah. 
just such an intense few minutes of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I loved season one. I really did. Mm-hmm. I thought uh I liked that Quinn stayed behind. I really felt like a lot of his scenes, especially staring at the sea, were very poignant. Yeah. And if you, it feels like he got the most out of the trip. Oh, he definitely did. Yes. Um, I know his his journey is beautiful in that he it is. he just gets absorbed by the culture. But again, it's like I like season one. Of course, had the the theme of, um, you know, what is like stealing from culture what is what isn't your culture mm-hmm. and so the idea of like okay he is like brought in as one of their own for the the boating situation but like he can he can up and leave and go back to his life whenever he wants um yeah, and I, I thought i thought about that too yeah and i think like, that there's an overarching element of uh privilege throughout the season yeah yeah um and of course, everything with Kai and Paula just being absolutely disgusted in herself. Um, disgusted. Like, I was like, not expecting the Paula and Olivia storyline to go in that direction. No. And Olivia totally knowing yep. what Paula did almost moments after it happened and not even being subtle about it just completely beating Paula down with like, uh, wow, it's really interesting that the same day that you put your necklace into the safe, it gets stolen. What a bummer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Hey, Olivia's happy and fitting in more so with her family. Yeah, they uh they Big have win. a pretty good time. Big win for them, right? I love Mark's journey at the White Lotus. Mm-hmm. From thinking he has testicular cancer, yeah, to dealing with the fact that his father died of AIDS, yeah, to reconciling his affair with his wife, mm-hmm. then getting his ass kicked by Kai, <laughs> but that like bringing him closer to his family, mm-hmm. like. He starts off with, like, the worst vacation possible. And yep. I think it ends up one of the best in the cast. Yeah. Yeah, he ends up very respected um, by his whole family. And that is it. That's all he wanted. Just a little bit of respect. I love... Um, I absolutely love that that's his whole thing, is that he's pushing for, like, I just want, you know, some respect. And then we get more so earlier in the season at dinner in dinner conversations, we get a lot from Nicole talking about, you know, men these days have it pretty rough. Like, I love that it's coming. I think it's really interesting that it's coming from her. Um, and it, it, it feels like a generational, like that, that's the generational aspect between that, like, um, between them versus Paula and Olivia. But like, Hmm. it's, it's just very weird. And not a lot of shows, are going to have a character say that. Mind you, I think you're supposed to hear that and think like, oh, that's that's a pretty cool take. Because it is a pretty cool take. Yeah. Um But it it like It is interesting how yeah. it how it is like relevant to uh-huh. what the show is saying. Yeah. Trying to get at him. Um 
yeah, so they were good. We had freaking poor uh, Tanya and uh, Belinda. Belinda. Oh, Belinda has such a tragic end to it all. Heart's got a break for her. Gets the money at least, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, I, I like the last thing we see of her is waving in new guests for another week at the White Lotus. Horrible. Horrible. I love, I do like her. I wish it went different. But I like that by the time Rachel gets to her, Belinda's just like, I'm out. Yep, me too. Yeah. The fact that Rachel stays. Mm. I I mm. really wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I will be happy. But it, I can it be feels, happy. it makes sense and it feels real. Yep. Yep. Poor girl. She goes on the honeymoon and over the course of the honeymoon realizes that she made a horrible horrible mistake calls it out and then still stays with him i mean when the mom shows up <laughs> it, it it all it's all over when kitty shows up <laughs> oh my gosh yeah she's so aggressive her uh everything about her is really intense she doesn't remember a thing about the wedding would you say beautiful. this is the most romantic show on HBO? I wouldn't say it's the most romantic. Maybe one is the most. <laughs> I love The White Lotus. It's so good. It is a great show. Yeah. When Armand entered the apartment. Oh, that's another and sinking moment. I watched moment. the White Lotus shitting scene. Mm-hmm. And then he... the When Shane walks in grabs the knife and they're just back to back against the wall mm-hmm. that turn that turn into each other yep and shane like oh, everything about what he is painted as the fact that he is the like he is the person that you know is responsible for the body that is teased yep. right in the first moment of the first episode and he walks off a free man because, you know, self-defense. Was accident. Yep, accident. What was he doing he in my room? Shit in my bag. Shit in my bag. It says so much. <laughs> it says so much about him. Would you go to a hotel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where that was a Yelp review? No, that advertised a... Shit in the no. back policy. No, the White Lotus experience. <laughs> mm. What about if you saw a hotel that, you know, said they had no shit in the bag options? Would you consider going? That I is not something that sh- like would should need to be advertised. That's just a hotel that you're describing, Ren. But like I I'm, I want to distinguish us from other hotels. Okay. Yeah, so you... I want to give the impression that if you go to a different hotel, yeah, they might shit in your bag, like in the White Lotus shitting scene. Yes, yes, could be. Um, do you know what scene I loved, Ren, in what? my rewatch of season one? Uh, right before that. So because I, I of course, you leave that final episode, and your memory is all on how, how these characters are all left off. The scene before yeah. that, where Armand 
has the best dinner serving of his life. Oh, that was a great scene. Incredible to see him with the music. It feels uh, you can tell he's like in his own world and his own planet. And then just to cut to Shane looking at him and Armand is staring at nothing with the biggest shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> and uh, Shane is like, something's wrong with that man. Like something's up with him right now. <laughs> Armand was yeah. such an amazing character to watch collapse mm. each week. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it was only a little over halfway through the season. Yeah. Where we saw him eating someone's ass. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even the bottom. No. He no, still had further to fall. Yep. Such as making up his boss's phone number on a business card <laughs> for Shane. Oh, brutal. Brutal. Um, Paul and Olivia end up friends. Yeah. I hate that. You hate it? Do you yeah. think, think there need to be more repercussions? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't hate it story-wise, but I just, for the, both the characters, I hate it for both of them. <laughs> Mostly this Paula. This isn't the right friendship for each other. No. Nothing's no. gonna change. But, like, and again... Well, oh my... God, so, mm, two things. The line, Ren... In my, I think, best best line in White Lotus Season 1, not comedy, in the non-comedy category, the drama category, is that scene with Olivia and Paula where Olivia says, is like, you know my parents could have gotten hurt something bad could have happened and paula says something bad did happen so good so good big little scene yeah kai something bad did happen kai is never seen again no he's in jail he's arrested got him yeah paula effed up paula made a huge mistake it all went so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, she And she's, like, she's similar to my, my thoughts with uh, Quinn of just, like, she shows up, really tries to help this ecosystem, completely, like, hurts it, damages it irreparably, and then gets to go back to her life awful perk of being blossomed here (laughs) is that is that what paula is (laughs) man um and greg with the cough you think is greg gonna be the one that dies (laughs) i i was i thought it was so funny if the person who died was this character they introduced halfway through yeah yeah um yep and of course like is this covid does greg have covid (laughs) Nope. Greg is fine. But was this cough He's back last fine. night? When he was yeah. He was back a was little it? Bit. Uh, I think he did something about his health last night, I thought. But we'll see. Yeah. Alright. Um Well, Ren. <laughs> uh do you have reviews for Cinderella or do you wanna rate it? I do, I do have reviews. Okay, let's hear some reviews. Alright, this one's a ten out of ten. Okay. It's by Tomaso 0596 8. 
dreams do come true. I know that a lot of people dislike this film, but I loved it. I know that you'll disagree, but let me tell you why I like it. I have fond memories of this film as a younger kid, and I love watching it every time. I like the morals of each story. Cinderella's story, be who you are, not someone else. Don't let others tell you you cannot be yourself. Jack's story, you should be proud of who you are, not what you are. You are helpful in your own way. Anastasia's story, people can change for the better. Some will, some won't. Say what you will, but I still love it. What I liked, Mary Mouse. I found it nice they added a main female mouse. And I ship Jack and Mary so much. Jack stopping the elephant. Jack's Wait. bravest hour. Is that the... Okay, keep going. <laughs> and the elephant flinging the king into the air and onto the Ferris wheel still has me laughing every time. Disagree if you want. But his response after the whole ordeal is priceless. The guy was on a wild ride on a rampaging elephant, and all he can say is how he can see his castle. Jack, Sir Hugh, accidentally scaring Gus, Mary, and the mice. That still has me howling every time. Jack and Mary's kiss is... So cute. Grand Duke and Prudence scaring the king from his nap. The way he falls over in reaction is good for a chuckle. Anastasia and the baker... It's nice how Anastasia decides to be with someone who isn't rich, but does have a nice heart. What I disliked. Not enough screen time for Prince Charming. It just would have been nice. That's all. That's all I can say, pretty much. Uh, I know a bunch of you may dislike it, but I love it. It gives me a lot of sweet, laughable, and touching memories, and good sequel in my heart. Hate me if you will, but like the last one, I give this a 10 out of 10. Wow. Do you hate him? Yes. That is a bad person. <laughs> yes. I think this is a really bad guy. <laughs> um I what do you think, Ren? What do you think about a Disney movie modern day featuring the princes from all these classic fairy tales? Like the Disney classic princes? Disney movies. Disney princes. What are they doing? So uh, I assume led by Aladdin, and then it's Aladdin, Prince Charming here, probably Prince Charming in Snow White, Prince Eric, all these generic men. Yeah, get them together. But here's the issue: they're all white guys. So uh -huh. let's make it. I don't know. Let's diversify and get some different voices and perspectives in there, and. You know what, Ren? As I'm talking through this, we don't need a, Dis a Disney Princess movie. Chris, I have an even better idea. What's that? Let's make Aladdin white. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the secret ingredient to the Disney Princess film. No. You, uh, you a Bo Burnham fan? I don't think I've ever uh, really listened to him. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Are you sh Nicole yeah. showed me him. Okay. Yeah. I'm I, inside. Inside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Inside is very good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I was asking, Bo Burnham uh, makes reference to. Uh, You're right. 
Yeah, dressing up as Aladdin one year for Halloween. It's a bad. Time. I think you get away with it. Uh, try it next year. I will not. Ren, um, why don't you give us that? Do we got we got a five out of ten? We got a four out of ten. Okay, let's hear it. This is by Ariel's Ire. Not all dreams come true. Guys, I have a feeling that this sequel called Cinderella True, Dreams Come True, feels so unnecessary in one of the worst movies from 2001. Man, I would prefer to watch Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and Monsters Incorporated, because they are both awesome Disney and Pixar movies from 2001. That's the whole review. Was that two sentences? Yep. Yeah. Four out of ten. <laughs> Four out of ten. You're in the one out of ten? Yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins 89 writes, What was mm. Disney thinking? Possible spoilers, perhaps. I must say that Cinderella 2 Dreams Come True is one of the worst movies ever made. First of all, the movie was made during the height of Disney's sequel rampage. It was created around the same time as The Little Mermaid 2, The Jungle Book 2, and Peter Pan 2, all of which were disservices to their original film classics. Disney also made The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 and Atlantis 2, but I'm going to drop that topic because their original movies were never really classics in the first place. Let me go ahead and say that I am an avid supporter of a good Disney films, and I absolutely adore the original Cinderella. The sequel to Cinderella, however, was a waste of time. The character of Cinderella in the sequel was so very unlike the original girl that I grew up watching. In the original, Cinderella was kind and loving. The new Cinderella had very out-of-character moments, with current-era phrasing like, I'm going to do this banquet my way. Let me also tell you that new Cinderella, as I have affectionately named her, says, Ew, that is anti-Cinderella. I try to find the best in people, but in the sequel, Anastasia, one of the stepsisters, is good. What the heck? Why? They made it all out to be like Lady Tremaine and Drizella are just horrible family members for poor little Anastasia. The question to the world, did the people at Disney watch the original Cinderella when making this movie? Well, it surely doesn't seem so. If I remember correctly, Anastasia was just as abusive to Cinderella as Drizella and Lady Tremaine. I am all for redemption and forgiveness, but there was no point of redemption for Anastasia in this movie. In the first one, Anastasia was evil. In the second one, she is good. One just can't leave a story like this. I hope Disney realizes that this movie, among other movies, is shaming Walt Disney's name. Perhaps now that Michael Eisner is gone, things will start shaping up around the House of Mouse. Uh, spoilers. Things did shape up, and then they got worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Michael Eisner. What a guy. What a guy. Um, alright, so, how low can we go? I'm in the negatives. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think, definitely the worst thing we watched. Definitely? Do you think ever? Ever? Is this worse than any ing individual episode of Cory in the House? No. <laughs> no. Alright. Um. So let's see. You've gone negative eight before. Yeah. So I'll meet you in the negatives for the first time. Um. <laughs> actually, no, I won't. I'll, I'll just go zero. What? 
I'll give it a zero. All right. It would have been better if it didn't exist. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. Okay. What about you? I'm going to give this one a... All right. I have gone as low as negative eight. Mm -hmm. I think this one is... Hmm, let's see. Let's see. Three times worse than a uh, Lady in the Tramp Two Scamps Adventure. So it's negative twenty-four. That's a huge jump. <laughs> huge jump. It realistically might not get worse than this. Let's just go big. Oh, I mean, negative twenty-four. It's an awful movie. You and I love The Hunchback. But we yeah, have to Hunchback watch. Might be bad. We have to watch a, a sequel to it next week. The only thing is, Was I think I'm, a girlfriend. At least the sequel, I'm pretty sure, is like uh, one thing. It's not like three different parts. Yeah, I think it's just one really bad so. movie. All right. Well, we got Hunchback next week. We got just that. Yeah. White Maybe Lotus. Episode White Lotus three. episode three. Uh, yeah. I think that's all we got going on at the moment. So, should be good, Ren. Oh, there. So. I really hope Hunchback 2 is really, really, really good. Just for one day out there. Cinderella 2 had some original music. Yeah, it had, like, that, uh, Voice of God singing. Yeah. It happened twice. Um, once was, like, during the cats, like, romanticizing each other. So, I don't think I, those cats should be romanticizing each other. No. No. <laughs> so, if you, uh, if you like this, if you liked when we talked about Cinderella, and then the White Lotus, and then back to Cinderella, um, you can like us, subscribe us, and we'll see you next week for The Hunchback in Notre Dame 2. Thanks so much, everyone. This episode was sponsored by Prince Charming. Take care, everyone. Bye.